listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. talking about Urban Meyer a lot on this show now he did bring a, a national championship to, to to my guys the Ohio State University but I've always said even even when Ohio State was winning under Urban Meyer I always said that Urban Meyer was a person of, of questionable character and morals I mean remember remember in when he was at Florida he literally had a serial killer on the team and Aaron Hernandez like Aaron Hernandez was was going out putting in the work on some set tripping type stuff I know that coaches don't know everything that's going on in in the locker room and everything that's going on off the field but if you if you have a if you have a, a star tight end that is perhaps out involved in, in nefarious activities. And I don't mean that the typical nefarious activities that, that, that people in college are into. I'm not talking about breaking in to somebody's house to steal a 70-inch big screen TV. I'm not talking about stealing a PS5. I'm not even talking about a scam. I think every college has a scam where someone's working at the lo- local TJ Maxx or the local polo outlet. And someone's in there and they put they they I know this happened at Florida State. They they come and they tag all of the the nice stuff. So if you're at some type of outlet or or some discount clothing or haberdashery, you got a sweater that's worth 90 bucks retail, 120 bucks retail. Somebody somebody comes in with the the pricing gun and they mark it down to $1.99. And then their boy comes in, they buy the shirt at a or the sweater or the pair of jeans or whatever at a dollar ninety nine, and they flip it, and they sell it on the black market, and make a profit. I'm talking about Aaron Hernandez was offing people. He was turning people's light switches off. I'm pretty sure that Urban Meyer heard something that hey, something's probably askew. With this guy, this guy, if you got guys on your team that got a got a tattoo, multiple tattoo tiers that are suiting up on 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 Saturdays and have various gang symbols tattooed on 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 their flesh, you you might have an issue. Now, now Urban Meyer wins everywhere he goes in college. He he won at Utah. People forget Urban Meyer beat the brakes off of Alabama. When he was at Utah in a bowl, a lot of people don't remember that. Blew Alabama off the field. He won at Ohio State, obviously. He won won two national championships at Florida. He even won at Bowling Green. Now I'm a Mac. I went. I didn't go to Ohio State. I went to Miami of Ohio. So I'm a Mac guy. I've been to Bowling Green for football games. Let's just say that going to Bowling Green is a slight step 
above Texas high school football. Urban Meyer's time in Jacksonville has not been successful, and people are calling for his head. They're they're Jaguars are two and ten or two and eleven or something like that. They're they're very very bad. And Urban Meyer did something last week. Let me get a chance to talk about it last week. But he did something that really paralleled, really really resonated with me, and it reminded me of people that I've worked for in healthcare and, and in banking and in in my career. And I, I talk about leadership a lot on this show. I talk about culture. It's so important to to develop a culture and to build organic relationships. And I've talked about I've talked about my culture, the the Colts, Frank Reich. And I don't think that from an X and O's perspective, he's outstanding. And I think that he leaves too many games on the table. And I believe that that his his if you let him script the first fifteen plays of the game, he kills it. But his in-game adjustments are porous. But one thing that Frank Reich does well is the Colts have a fantastic culture. Great culture. People like each other. They don't they don't bring in divas. They don't bring in me guys. They don't bring in people with attitudes. They don't bring in people that do these lengthy celebrations and dye their hair blonde. They don't have people like that on the team. Everybody's out there grinding, hustling, working. And that will save Frank Reich's job because he he has a fantastic culture that he brings to the table. Urban Meyer does not have a great culture. And so last week, Urban Meyer brought in his assistants. I remember Urban Meyer has been successful in college, but this is his first NFL job. So he brought in his assistants. And there have been a lot of leaks in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is, is clearly not happy. The Trevor Lawrence is, is a bust. I'm going to talk about that later. But Trevor Lawrence is already a bust to me. If Trevor Lawrence's name was Jamal Lawrence or Khalid Lawrence, media would be all over him. Nine touchdowns, 15 picks. Now, I know as a rookie, you're playing on a bad team. I'm not expecting him to go out and light it up, but but the way that quarterbacks are now, the the rules, you're going to see flashes if somebody's elite. You're one. I don't see the flashes in Trevor Lawrence. I don't see the flashes in Zach Wilson. I see a little bit of flash in Justin Fields. I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't know if any of those three are going to be elite or franchise quarterbacks, But but those other two were not considered to be Jesus and Cleats. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be John Elway, was supposed to be Peyton Manning, was supposed to be Andrew Luck. Insert elite once-in-a-generation prospect. And I'm already telling you, from what I've seen with him, he threw four picks to, to the Titans. Now, Titans are a good team. He threw four picks last week. I don't, I, don't, I don't see anything special in him at all. And I haven't seen anything special in him at all since his freshman year when he was at Clemson when they had like 12 people that were selected in the NFL draft that year. So he doesn't like Urban Meyer. It's very clear that they don't like each other. It's very clear that Urban Meyer is not enjoying himself. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's not a development guy. He's probably lost more games this year than he's lost in his entire college career. So he he did what I've had CEOs do that I've seen before. He rounded up his assistant coaches, and basically he berated them. He believes that if if the if the quarterback's not playing well, it's not his fault. It's the It's the offensive coordinator's fault. If linebackers aren't playing well, that's the D coordinator's fault. If wide receivers aren't running their routes crisp, 
that's the wide receiver's coach fault. It was everybody's fault but Urban Meyer. So he brought his people in and said, hey, basically, you guys suck. Why did I hire you? I need you to defend your resume. Where have you won? Like, he literally, he literally did this. And I've worked for people in healthcare that did the same thing, that when the ship was sinking, when the star rating was low, when we were losing membership, when you're having bad relationships with your providers, they brought their, their staff in and said, it's your fault. What are you going to do to make it better? And when people bring me in, I'd say, well, hey, I'm doing my best to, to help you be a, a high-performing plan and a, and a four-star plan. I'm doing, I'm doing my darndest to do the best that I can, but you could help me out. We have a capitated partner that won't cooperate and you signed a contract. I don't control the capitated partner. So if all I can do is go to them and say that, Hey, we're not doing very well with breast cancer, mammography and colorectal cancer. If they tell me to bleep off, there's really nothing that I can do because they're a capitated partner which you signed the contract much to my chagrin. And why would I take the fall for a contract that you signed? You brought in a bad vendor to manage this process. You signed that contract. I didn't sign the contract. I told you that there was not a good idea. I told you that you were overpaying by about 30%. You pat me on the head and say, Hey James, I appreciate your thoughts. I'm going to go do what I want because this guy's my golf buddy. You're the CEO. I can't tell you what to do, but when the times go bad, when, when things hit the fan, then you want to blame Lance J. And I'm like, Hey, if you look at everything that I have full control over, it's all gotten better since I've been here. Stuff you wouldn't give me control over. It's mediocre gotten worse. I don't, I don't have any control over that. So if you want to fire me, you can fire me. Cause I'm gonna get another job. I'm gonna be all right. When I had people that reported to me, that made bad hires. They would hire someone that they didn't like, didn't get along with them, all of that stuff. I was never a micromanager. I always said to my direct reports, hey, hire who you want. My job is to cut the checks. My job is to make sure that you have the tools that you need to do your job. So someone would hire someone. Inevitably, they didn't like that person, didn't get along with that person. They had different philosophical differences. And then they'd be in my office six months later trying to figure out how they could fire that person. And I'd be like, no, the hell you, the hell you will fire that person you hired them you're trashing someone and saying that they're inept incompetent lazy you evaluated them and you hired them that's a reflection on you and i think with urban meyer he's talking to his staff and daryl bevel is on that staff now daryl bevel is the brilliant bulb that decided not to give the ball to marshawn lynch on the two-yard line against the patriots a few years ago in the super bowl and the Seahawks would have won back-to-back championships. But Daryl Bevel has a, has a Super Bowl ring. Urban Meyer, ironically, has the worst record and winning percentage of all of his coaching staff in the NFL. I just find that to be funny. People pass the buck. That's a, that's a sign of a dysfunctional organization. I think Urban Meyer is ultimately going to get clipped. I think he wants to get clipped. My understanding is he has like a six-year, $50 million deal, something like that. Shaq Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, he has more money than God. Paying him out $40 bucks is nothing. 
So Urban Meyer is probably going to get fired at the end of the year. But I, I just found his his tactics, the way he treats his assistant coaches, the way he treats players, there's, there's, there's words coming out that he has preferential treatment to the people that played for him from Ohio State that are on his roster. Remember, after a loss, they played Cincinnati. They got beat on Monday Night Football. Instead of flying home with the team, he's like, eh, I'm going to go back to Columbus. My family's in Columbus. I'm going to go to Columbus, and I'm going to get a lap dance. That's that's just terrible leadership. But there's terrible leadership at many companies across the board where CEOs and leaders are not accountable. They're living off of past success. Urban Meyer thinks that because he's won three national championships and been very successful, you know, he says to his staff, I'm a winner. You guys are the losers. But the difference is nobody cares what you did in college. That's irrelevant. Nobody cares what you did if you're a lawyer, what you did nine years ago. Nobody cares if you're a doctor and you separated conjoined twins 20 years ago. If you're foobarring all of your surgeries now, that's irrelevant. And leadership ultimately is about we, not me. It's about us. I would always say to my people, we win as a team and we lose as a team. There are times that we took L's. There are times that I had people that did some incompetent, Stuff that that blew my mind, blew money, made mistakes. I would always cover for them. Because at the end of the day, I can't swift boat any of my directors. I can't swift boat. I can't. I can't throw any of my people under the bus. I'd rather take my job is to is to have the difficult conversations with the C suite and the board, and to let my team maneuver and do the things that they have to do to do their job. Sometimes you're gonna get your arse kicked. But that's what leadership is. It's about putting other people first. And when you see cultures that are toxic, like Jacksonville Jaguars and bad leaders like Urban Meyer, they always want to put themselves first because ultimately they believe that this thing runs because of their genius and not because of the team. Paragon 7 Studios. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because... When I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, sparkling water. Crack a smile. James Lewis. Shout out to all them guys, man. Rashid Wallace, you know, you know, Katino Mobley, you know, um, Sean Red Smith, Terrell Stokes, you know, all of those guys. A lot of them are um, Philadelphia legends when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball. Right. You know, but I drop real numbers on them. <laughs> so what would that make me? <laughs> Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Are you jamming people up? Are you crossing people up? All of that. Are you? Or is all of the above? Yeah, I was. I was. Um, 
similar to Iverson. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Like a child has lost his way. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. I'm trying to position Pax to, to be the heir apparent to, to, to Lance J Radio Network. Hey. He's coming in doing some some interning for us, and, and you heard him last time. We got a lot of positive feedback from, from your appearance oh, you're so on, on the show this summer. Now, since then, we've, we've grabbed up several additional affiliates. Most importantly, Urban One W O L ninety five point nine in Washington D.C. So we've we've been we've been building, but I wanted to bring my 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 guy Pax Fordham to the show. Oh, thanks, guys. And, uh, catch up with him. We haven't talked to him in, in, in about it's been about four or five months. A lot of things have been going on since then. But but what's going on with you, good brother? What's what's going on down down at school, man? Oh tell us, man, tell us, give us give us hey, some updates. Glad to be back. Semester's over. Uh, home for the holidays and uh, just turned 20, so that's huge. Uh, why is why is turning 20 huge? I just feel like a grown man. New energy, Another you know. I feel like now I have you, a lot of. Do you pay your Do you pay your rent and mortgage? I pay my Netflix subscription. All right, well that's, that's and I used to not. So yeah, yeah, I pay uh, my Apple Music. Right. I have a lot and, of bills and to Apple Music, Netflix yeah. and Apple. Music. So I think I'm I'm living pretty mature. I have a lot of All wisdom right. to give. Um, right. So yeah. so so what do you do when I was when I was 20? I would come home for Christmas break and I would, I would work. I do a lot of work. Um, I would work, I work campus security at Oakwood. I would come home and then I would uh, do janitorial work, clean toilets, stuff like that. But I was always working. I was always hustling. I always had money when I was at Oakwood. I always had 50 bucks, hundred bucks, 200 bucks because I worked so much. What are you doing during this time? Are, are you working or are you just resting, spending some time with the family? That's so good. Well, right now I'm pretty much resting now at school. Right. I normally work like in the weight room. I'll just kind of be a janitor there. And it's a pretty right. good shift because it keeps me, uh, Keeps me working out, keeps me healthy. Um, normally waking up at like six a.m. and go there, watch right. it to make sure no one like you know falls on a bench press or something. But yeah, how how are things going down at, at our alma mater? So even though this we're we're not on in the Huntsville metro, I actually talked to to, to a couple of people about about us getting on in Huntsville. We're Ooh. not on in Huntsville at this particular point in time, but but. I rep Oakwood all the time on the show. I'm always talking about Pine Forge. I'm always talking about Oakwood. People, when I started the show, they would say, man, nobody knows what Pine Forge is. Nobody knows what Oakwood is. You're always talking about that. But the deeper I got into this program and realized that those experiences that I've had at Pine Forge and I've had at Oakwood, those are, that's really what the show is about. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, what, that's what this show is about. That's what inspired me to do radio, the stories that I tell. What's going on there as you had this, this first semester People are off kind of the COVID lockdowns. I know there were, there were 
banishing people to the annex last year if, if you had COVID. It's a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. I've been to a couple basketball games down there, which is great to see. You were I've there? I've been to church. I, I was there. I man. did not see I was, you. I was there. Man. You should have said I slip hi. In, I slip in quietly, slip in and out. But what is the experience like being at Oakwood? Now it's a little bit more of a regular experience. It's better. Um, right. You know, I mean, this is my sophomore year, so this is probably my – this isn't even a, a post-COVID year, but this is less covid Right. Um, so no, it's cool. I mean, you could, you know what people look like without their masks on. Right. Um, you get to have bigger events. Uh, you know, we go to church now. We have AYM every weekend. So no, it's 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 good. All right. Tell, More now, tell tell the listeners on Urban One about what is AYM. AYM is ooh, what's it stand for? Adventist Youth Ministries. But Adventist no one, Youth it's Ministries. it's known as the acronym. No one says the real word. It's basically like a Friday night worship service. So right. it's like it's church for young people, basically. Nice. You know. Now, do you have do you have you still have like the singspiration, you have the different groups singing, you have preaching. Like what is what is it consistent? No, pretty much. So it'll it'll be it'll be a worship service. So you'll have music, you'll have praying, you'll have preaching. Um right. some weeks it'll be maybe the freshmen are doing it and they're doing their different groups and stuff. Uh, you know, my friends did a rap the other week. It's All just right. different things. Now you're involved in a, in a lot of stuff. We we were talking offline. You are really continuing to I was trying to give you some advice and put you up on some game and I won't, I won't get into that here on on the show cuz that was private but but I see you matriculating and growing tell us about your major and and what you're studying and then the studio at Oakwood man I'm I'm so proud and, and shout out to everybody at Oakwood University man I'm so proud of the studio and the investments that they've made I know that that they got some donations but you guys have a really awesome studio cool. down there I mean you have the ability to to put top notch production on on OUBN tell us a little bit about that it's cool yeah so um I am a communications major my concentration is film and television so right. basically I've been taking class preparing for that one of them a good a good workspace we use is our studio and basically it's kind of open for students to do whatever projects we want we do like you know for different assignments you do news shows and documentaries and projects like for right. example at the beginning of this semester I'm still editing it but we did a really cool um Almost like those Jubilee videos where they say, All like, right. do this group and this group get along? We did a spectrum video for different kids based on, like, wow. religious questions. Like, oh, do you agree with this thing that your parents said? And do you agree with that? We did one of those last semester. Me and my friends, we created a whole sitcom um, that we didn't release yet, but we uh, did some things here. So, yeah, it's, it's a good space to just shoot, honestly. Wow. No, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's really awesome. Tell us about about some of the – you said that you're doing a sitcom. You're, you, we talked a little bit about – different movies and cinematographies and, and shows. Tell us about some of the shows that, that you're watching right now. Like if you're if you're bumping around during Christmas, what are you watching while you're while you're Yesterday your I for, spent for, maybe yeah. five hours watching Succession. All and right. that's probably a lot of time. Have you heard right. of Succession? I've never sir? heard of Succession. Succession. So what's, what's that about? Is okay. that, is so that streaming? Is Succession that... is streaming on HBO Max. All right. And All right. it is probably one of the highest rated dramas right now. All right. Think of, think of The Godfather meets a little bit of Arrested Development. Like you right. have a powerful media mogul named Logan Roy. Okay. Who is the owner of like Fox News and a bunch of other media conglomerates right. who is getting into the elderly years of his life and has to pick which one of his kids is going to be the successor right. in succession of his company. All right. Um, it's kind of like House of Gucci movie. Kind of. Yeah. I haven't seen that, right. even though I like Adam Driver. Right. But um, it's, it's interesting. It's the same concept. House it's the same concept, but I don't want to, even though you've heard that concept before, it's different because the show is about money it's about fame it's about corruption it's one of those shows that you watch and you're like oh i want to be rich and it's like oh now because i understand what money does to your family relations and your relationships and your things 
I don't actually, you don't so actually you don't, want, you don't to want to be rich. No, no, I oh, want to be oh, rich, okay, but okay. it's one of those, it's, it's very ecclesiastical. Like you, watch, you know, if you're not rich, somebody else will be rich and you'll be working for them. That's so very true. You can, you can, you can, that's very true. you can either be the hammer or be the nail. More than the, rich. I chose to be the hammer, but I'm not, you know, everybody, God has, has a different path for everybody. But so does that, just, does that imply that? Being the nail means you're being hit from with something? Uh, I mean, I think that the system, we could talk offline about that. But I, I think ultimately, <laughs> I, I try to to work with young people like yourself and 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 impart my advice. You know, I've been I've been a vice president and I've run a billion dollar company for somebody else and work for somebody else. And then I've owned my own company, which is obviously a, a modicum of what a billion dollar company would be. I'm much happier having my own and, and kind of running my own thing and not uh-huh. having to deal with some of the political theater and stuff like that. And if you do it right, you can make just as much money. So I know, I know that you want to be a, a big time producer and you want to have your own studio sure. and stuff like that. And, and, and you can do that yourself. You don't necessarily have to go work for universal or work for Sony or work yeah, for, for something sure. like that. So anything, anything new going on? I bumped it. I talked to you about this offline, but I, but I bumped into packs. I was at, I was at IHOP, which just ironically <laughs> is right up the street from my father's house in in Huntsville. And I was, I was up late on a Saturday night. I had a hankering for some grits, yeah, and some some turkey bacon. And because Walmart's are closed now, you can't go and get the stuff yourself. So I, I went to IHOP. Now I hadn't been into an, I hadn't been in an IHOP probably since I was at Oakwood. Like oh, I wow. hadn't been in an IHOP Why? in a long time. I'm not really. I'm more of a Waffle House guy. Oh my god! I've been in an IHOP in a while. So I'm in IHOP, and who walks in, <laughs> flanked by like three beautiful young coeds, but but packs for them. Um, you know what's what's going on with, with the with, well, with what is what is what is I'm not gonna get into your personal life because hey, that's not do what the you guys But what impresses if you're if you're a young lady yeah and you see and you see Pax out there and he's getting stuff done <laughs> and and he's filming stuff and building stuff and, and people know that that you come from if you if you don't know the Fordham family um, in in our little religious circle the the Fordham family is a, is a family of of strong leaders. Uh, fantastic men of of honor and 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 respect. I know my grandfather had the utmost respect for for your grandfather and, and your family. What does someone have to do to get Pax Fordham's attention if if they're interested in, in maybe getting to know him? What does a young lady down in, in Huntsville have to do to get your attention? Well, first of all, it's interesting that you bring up the IHOP thing because when we when we went there, I didn't notice you were there until we sat down. Right. So I literally say to my friends, I was like. Hey, I, I know that guy. And they're like, no, you don't. You don't know that guy because I'm always saying stuff like that. And I no, go it's up funny. And they I, actually, you went to the bathroom, you spoke to me, and lady, one of them came over and apologized yes. to me. It's like, oh, we're sorry. We have we have this crazy friend that just talks to people random. I was like, no. I was like, I know. Because I'm used to doing that. I literally love the YouTube videos where people come up to random people walking down the street right. and be like, what yeah, do you listen to? Or like, you know, I love badgering people. I but a, Yeah, you do that on me on the street. It's not going to get, that's going to end badly for, for somebody else. It's going to, uh, but no. You're going to be on the video. It's going to be not you packs but if someone you come up to lance j in the streets to talk to me you're you're going to be on a video for getting getting knocked the bleep out i mean i mean uh, but you're worse like for example if you're just walking down the street you don't want someone to be like hey what are you right, listening to right and then they put in their right. video yeah i don't i you don't, don't want that nah, nah or i saw a video not, where someone like they go to generation. they go to people's houses and they'll, they'll go in like fancy parts of like the country or fancy parts gotta, and be like hey what did you do to get this type of wealth or something you gotta you gotta stay consistent with the with the uh the three feet rule man i can't i can't have but but back to the question i'm not asking if any of those beautiful young ladies were were with you they seem to be i was watching they seem to be paying a lot of attention they seem to be hanging on every word you're fine that you said but um what 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 these young ladies what is what what, to impress you like what what does someone have to do to get my attention i think 
I think communication is huge. Right. I think if you are really good at voicing your opinions in an articulate way, I respect that a lot. Right. Um, I don't really like people who are passive aggressive. I don't really mm. like people who beat around the bush. Like but also, I don't like people who are so blunt that they just say, I'm going to tell you how it is. And right. they're honestly kind of rude with right. it. I like people who um, are polite and nice and can, can communicate well. Also, mm. if you just hold yourself with like a posture of success. It doesn't right. even matter what you do, but like, like you know, you have well the vibe of this person's going somewhere. You have goals, you have ambitions, you have values. Um, you care what you look like. You know, you right. don't just carry yourself in any other way. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.